Fluid NYC presents the Be Fluid podcast, hosted by Marcia and Sina. Hi, this is the Be Fluent podcast, and we are back with episode 10. I am your co-host, Sina. And I'm Masha. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the vocabulary from an interview that I did with Ruth Mortimer, who is the founder of Forest Clouds Nature Therapy. So basically, Ruth uh, runs a forest bathing uh, company. And organization. natural mindfulness, right? Sort of a th- uh, meditation therapy. Yeah, and and I my understanding of forest bathing is that it's uh, it's kind of meditation in a forest. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I didn't realize she was she's been featured in the Guardian, BBC, Essex, Essex Living magazine. So yeah, she's she's made a name for herself with this forest bathing, I guess. Must be doing fairly well. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, the interviews is is uh, very uh, interesting and relaxing. So uh, I guess before we even dive any further into that, why this interview now, Marsha? Well, I figure with everything going on, um, high stress, stress and. Um, I personally am thinking about politics all the time and what's going on, uh, and I thought that this could be like a nice um, pause, a nice way for us to take our minds off of all that's going on and and kind of uh, consider meditation. Yeah, so I think... That leads us to, I mean, if we had to think of what is the theme of this series of episodes and, and you know, you know, how do we describe what we're, what we're doing here? What would you say to that? Meditation? Mindfulness? Probably mindfulness. So I guess there we go. Since today is a, is a vocabulary episode, and typically we, we have to sort of define our theme a little bit here. What is mindfulness? I would say mindfulness is kind of um, an awareness of yourself and your surroundings. I mean, in a way, it's like being thinking about your mind and your thoughts and how you're uh, thinking about the world around you at, at any moment, right? Kind of think of maybe therapy or. Um, psychology right but so yeah let's dig in i think uh so that's our theme mindfulness um so let's dig in so obviously in the coming episode you'll you'll hear the interview with ruth mortimer it's a fun one and for anyone out there practicing their you know you're obviously here for your listening practice Uh, you're going to get the chance to practice a british accent which is a a first for our podcast. Do you have any notes about the British accent before we dig in? Well, I think Ruth has just uh, a really nice accent that's that's very 
easy to listen to. Um, I've heard some British accents that are are much stronger um, and harder for me to understand, but um, Ruth has has very nice and clear English. I mean, she was a teacher at at some point, um, and also an actress. So I guess an she, actress, and she has good uh, enunciation. Um, and she guides these groups, so she has experience kind of uh, talking to people and explaining things. So I think this is a is a great um, little break, I guess. Right, little break, yeah. Um, and and I think one more thing, obviously. So you're not going to hear her voice yet. We're doing vocabulary to prepare you for the interview. Um, but yeah, she it's a step back. It's going to be. I think a little bit easier to understand this conversation. It's sort of slow paced. Um, it's not that it was hard for us to find vocabulary words, but you know, I think we've been really digging into politics and history and stuff. So this, it's a little bit of a chill out series this week, I guess, which is maybe good for mindfulness and all of that stuff. So anyway, sit back, relax. And let's dive into vocabulary for the theme this week of mindfulness. So, Masha, vocabulary word number one. So the first one is uh, conservation. Conservation. Uh, do you want to do this? I, I just stole the mic for a while, so maybe it's, you want to start it out? So conservation is a noun. Um, it comes from the word to conserve, which is... Um, to kind of keep, to um, save, save, protect. Um, and so, like, for example, in this instance, a nature conservation uh, is an area that is protected, uh, especially because it has um, some animals that need protection. Yeah. To protect, basically, or... Help survive, maybe. Yeah. Next up. Um, so the next one is to run something. To run something. You have run, you know, like t- that exercise. I ran outside. Um, but this one, um, this verb run has a different meaning. Yeah. To run something, yeah, it doesn't, it's not the literal meaning for run, obviously, to go running. Uh, but it, to run something means to uh, to manage, to maybe in, in the case of like a company, right? If you run a company, it typically means you manage the company, you own the company, you um, kind of control the company, and, and ha- what happens daily, kind of, right? Yeah. So Ruth Ruth runs um, the Forest Clouds Nature Therapy Organization. Um, the next one is um, if one were to join, if one were to. So yeah, this is sort of mild grammar here. I'll hand this one to you, Marsh, since it's your turn. So this is a conditional sentence, and uh, if you at- want to ask someone kind of an imaginary question. Yeah, and I guess first let's start with like one, because like, that's really what makes this unique as a phrase, right? If one were to. And that means just if a person. Someone. It's sort of short for someone, I guess. Right? So if someone want, uh, 
joined one of your sessions so you can say if someone joined one of your sessions but you can we often say if one were to join one of your sessions um i'm asking uh, this in this way because the probability of me joining or the possibility of me joining that class is quite low because i'm ruth is in england and i'm in new york but also it's like if someone else were to join i want her to kind of explain the situation in 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 an imaginary situation where i am there or someone else is there so yeah and you can ask like if you're asking about uh different cultures for example like um, when you go to America, if one were to uh, bow, w- would people understand the meaning? It's like, no, here people typically shake hands or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So the next one is wildlife. Wildlife. Oh, it's my turn. Um, wildlife. So obviously, wild means um, not uh, raised at home and free in nature. And so, wildlife is just the things that live freely in nature, in forests and jungles, rainforests, that are like deserts, I suppose, right? These are typically like talking about animals, plants, things of that sort. Like a wildlife preserve. Yeah. That's like an Trees. area where they keep animals or plants. Um, the next one is take part in. Correct. Another phrasal verb. Um, and that means to participate. So, oh, I took part in this really great conference last week. Remember when you took part in the Japan Day Run? How many? That was a long time ago. Huh? Do they still do those in Central Park? They do, just not this year. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough year, probably. Um, but yeah, to take part, to, to join, participate. Next up. Uh, anxieties. Ooh. Um, so to have... so. Anxiety is a is a non-count noun, meaning you're not supposed to add s at the end of it. But just like every other non-count noun, when you do add an s, it sort of means different kinds of that thing. So if you say like I have different waters, right? It different means it means different kinds of water, like different brands of the bottled waters or something like that. Uh, so in this case, anxieties is different kinds of anxiety about different things, and anxiety means stress. Being nervous, um, you you could be, for example, you could have anxieties about um, going outside now because of the coronavirus and getting sick, or anxieties about meeting people because you don't want to get them sick, or meeting older people, family members. Um, so yeah, stress, nervousness. Yeah. Next, what number are we on? Seven. Yeah. Um, so seven is awakening of the senses. And that means, so awakening, think about awake or wake up. And the senses, think about like your nose, your, you smell with your nose, touch five with senses. your hands, the five senses. So an awakening of the senses means that maybe, um, maybe that you're not very aware of what's going on or and you don't really, are not really connected with your body. Um, but yeah, and I mean, really, awaken is to wake up. So uh, something creates an awakening, right? It's like sort of imagine something is sort of sleeping, 
um, not active and then something like bah, like an alarm bell right wakes it up so um, I think she was saying in the forest right the smells of the forest the feeling of the wind right stuff like that could awaken your senses meaning just yeah if they were sleeping they get woken up what's next number eight so the next one is um, we were meant to we were meant to or so. I was meant to yeah, and so if you say, I meant to do something, it's different. Like, I meant to go uh, out yesterday, but I decided to stay home, which means, like, you know, I meant to. It usually means you want to do something, but you change your mind. In this case, we were meant to, to be meant to do something. It's kind of talking about, like, nature. In this case, kind of human nature, right? Like, uh, humans are meant to uh, talk to people and exercise and like um, socialize or whatever right so it's like talking about human nature we are meant to do something meaning it's part of our nature um, or you know thinking of another example like cats are meant to you know hunt for small animals and like you know eat <laughs> eat a bunch and stuff I don't know can you think of another example of meant to something of meant to no, I think you have pretty good examples. Um, Is there something beyond like human nature, though? Like, can you, can you give me another example of something that's meant to be? Um, I guess our children aren't meant to stay home so much. Yeah, because of coronavirus. Because right? of coronavirus. So the next one is give it a go, and that means to try something, um, to experience it. So, is it give something a go or give it a go? I think it would be something, but we usually just say it. So maybe you could say, I, I, I wanted to give the job a go, but yeah, I think more typically you'd say, ah, oh, you know, I took the job. I really wanted to give it, give it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, That's yeah. a good expression to know. Um, and then the last one is, to put something in perspective. To put something in perspective. So to put something in perspective is a bit complicated. Um, perspective is like the how you, someone sees something. So like if I, you you always see something from your perspective, um, and everyone has their own perspective. It's like your view, your viewpoint. Um, but so to put something into perspective actually doesn't mean to just so that you can see it. It means to put it into a sort of general perspective, seeing it from different viewpoints, not just your own. Um, so when you want to put something into perspective, it's like to see it from a bigger picture or to, to have a, a bigger view. I mean, so let me think of an example. like. Um, if somebody is like, oh man, like that stinks, you know. I didn't get the the promotion, and they get really depressed and they're sad. And someone's like, hey man, put it into perspective. You know, you're still young. You have a lot of time to get the promotion. It's not the end of the world. You, you know, try harder. So to put something into perspective means like, um, take the bigger picture. You know, to, to see it from a wider lens. Can you think of another way of explaining that, Masha? So to put something into perspective, yeah, um, I think 
what you said was good. I, I think also it's just that you consider your current situation and, and just look at it from the outside. From above, from, from bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, basically. Like, so. It, it could be something sort of drastic, like we were saying, like, you know, oh no, I didn't get the promotion at my job or whatever. Or it could be like you're at the supermarket and you want to buy two different boxes of cereal, you know, and, and someone says, hey, put this into perspective, you know, we shouldn't spend that much this month. You know, so it could be a big deal or a little deal. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's it for uh, for our vocab. That's our 10 words this week. So hopefully you will study this vocab before listening to um, the interview. Yeah, we'll be back soon with uh, the full interview with Ruth Mortimer um, and the British accent, our first... Uh, our first foray into different dialects of the English language. That's going to be a fun little experiment um, and good practice for you for your listening. So stay tuned for that. And as always, uh, we wish you the best from from over here in New York City and the Beef Lump Podcast. See you later, folks. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you liked this episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.